Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, and welcome to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Stolensky, along with Father Craig Holkalter here at St. Anne's Catholic Parish in Bismarck, North Dakota. Beautiful day here. We have a little bit of sunshine. It's in the, maybe going to be in the teens today, and the, the trees were absolutely beautiful. Good morning, Gorgeous. Father. Mm-hmm. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I just want to make sure that I have all my notes ready for this show, Karen. It's um, There's a couple of good reasons why... It'd be good for you and I to host a show this morning. One, we're in the Christmas season still, mm-hmm. and we will get to that still part at the end of the show when we celebrate Epiphany Sunday this upcoming Sunday. Yes. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but a lot of people, I think, close down the season like the day or two after, you know, and so much of our society, and, and even we can't help but sometimes with our families in and out of our homes, and we stop traveling, and I think there can be a potential, even spiritually and emotionally, Karen, for... Um, the blues to set in, right? Aren't there, isn't there a song, Christmas Blues, or yes. the Blues of Christmas? And so we're going to avoid that. That sounds like a great By this show. <laughs> as thrilling and exhilarating as the next two hours will be, for those tuning in, uh, myself, Father Hochalter, and Karen Zelensky are going to do our best to count, counteract that uh, Christmas blues spirit and hopefully provide you some warmth. That sounds like a great plan. So will you lead us in prayer as we start the show? You bet, Karen. I thought it was fitting as we uh, continue to pray for the soul of Pope Benedict XVI yes. and mourn and grieve his, uh, the loss of him on earth, um, that we begin uh, the first day of the novena that the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops offered to people in America, Catholics in America and Christians in America, to pray. And today, January 5th, is actually the first day of it. So um, you and all of our listeners who are so faithful to Real Presence, if you could, could quiet our hearts and our minds and pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is the novena uh, for uh, in memory of Pope Benedict XVI offered to us by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the other world shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. O God, faithful rewarder of souls, grant that your departed servant, Pope Emeritus Benedict, whom you made successor of Peter and shepherd of your church, may happily enjoy forever in your presence in heaven the mysteries of your grace and compassion, which he faithfully ministered on earth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father Holcalter. That you're was beautiful. Welcome. Yes, Appreciate you're welcome, Great Karen. way to stay, start out the day with prayer, and um, novenas as well. Especially as we, uh, the world uh, sits and watches his funeral yes. on this morning. So. Yeah. So it sounds like we have our first guest we on do. the phone. Good morning. Um, good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. We have Bob Noel um, with us today. Um, and you are with, and I don't know if I can say this right, the Padre Apalas. Is that how you say it? Padre Apalas. Apalas. Okay. Yeah. Youth Leadership Program, correct? Yes. Okay. Great to have, have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on today. Yes. So you can, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am uh, the formator for discipleship in the Diocese of Crookston. Uh, I've been working in diocesan ministry for uh, about five years. Uh, I've been, I was a, before that I was a, a teacher, a classroom high school teacher, uh, taught Spanish and social studies and uh, Christian studies over those 23 years. And um, part of um, what I became passionate about as a teacher was taking uh, youth on short-term mission experiences and what I was recognizing during those experiences was that um, I was witnessing uh, youth, young people who were had a really um, you know formative time in their life uh, having just incredible conversions um, uh, starting to understand uh, Jesus Christ um, through their encounters with the poor um, and so that just became my uh, passion, uh, I think, over those years and up until um, recently, uh, I led youth on about 30 or more short-term missions to Mexico City, to the border, to Guatemala. And myself, I uh, went to Peru back, uh, kind of all started it all when I was um, in college. And so uh, it's just been an area of... of passion and conviction in my life that uh, that that's something I need to do and so when I started working at the diocese in Crookston that was one of the first things uh, that we had talked about was uh, is this a ministry that would be a fit for the diocese and so we started this program Padre Plus leadership program it is um, in honor of Blessed Stanley Rother a priest from Oklahoma who was martyred in Guatemala in 1981, and he's um, he's been a hero of mine for years, and I'm just excited. I look forward to the day he becomes a saint, and um, and he's just such an inspiration. And so the Padre Plus program is a program that um, we kicked off, and then COVID hit, and so now we're excited to re-kick it off again. <laughs> you know, um Bob, thanks for your time this morning. It's um, great to hear a little bit about. I find it so interesting 
when um, you know there's these like Catholic uh, cliche out there of you don't pick patron saints they pick you and and yeah. I think that's demonstrated so well when people speak of their devotion their friendship and um, their piety towards more you know uh, unknown right invisible saints mm -hmm. in, in contrast to your Saint Francis's and Saint Therese's that you know everybody who has a nose and two eyes talks about um, so t talk to us about how did your devotion grow. I've made a few mission trips to Antigua and, and Guatemala uh, mm. with high school students as well. Really? And that's always a part in our uh, mission trip is to speak about uh, Blessed Stanley. So uh, share with our listeners, how did your heart uh, come to know him? It, so it's it's crazy. I mean, I'll, I'll try and shorten the story up. But sure. uh, at Christmas, my brother had given me some coffee from San Lucas, Toleman, Guatemala. It was a mission that... Oh, that was started in the New Ulm Diocese. And I remember that Christmas, I was like, gosh, what is it? You know, where he was telling me a little bit what he knew about it. And so I decided that um, that by the end of Christmas break, I had asked my wife, I said, I think I want to go there next summer. Would you support that? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> she's always been really supportive of that. And, and so I went to school then and I told my students about it. And the students were like, well, can we come too? And I'm like, sure. And so uh, that summer, this was, I believe, in 2005, we, oh, uh, I took a, a group of students down there. And, uh, and I didn't even know who Blessed Stanley, or who Father Stan at the time was. And when we went up to the uh, San Lucas, to the, to the New Elm um, mission, uh, they talked a lot about him and his story. And, and then we went to Santiago de Atitlan to, uh, his, to the church where he was martyred and and uh, it was just incredible this story, and and so uh, he's just been somebody I've I've read about. But it wasn't until about f six years ago I was reading about him, and I came across a picture of him, and it was him wearing an FFA jacket. And FFA, the Future Farmers of America, that was like everything to me in high school. Uh, even though I was a town kid, I was in everything with the FFA. I loved the FFA, and. Um, and it was like this moment where it's like, holy cow, like this potential saint, this martyr was in the FFA like I was. And he just became so real. And it just kind of led me into learning about his life and uh, not necessarily about, I, like I knew about how his life ended and I knew about his ministry, but what came before that ministry? And it's such an incredible story of surrender uh, you know, Father Stan was kicked out of, not kicked out, right? He, he was asked to discontinue uh, at the seminary because he couldn't learn Latin. He goes back to farming. Then he's uh, able to go to Mount St. Mary's um, to uh, re-enroll in the seminary. And so the very thing that, so he couldn't learn Latin, but he goes on to Guatemala and translates the Bible, learns Spanish, translates the Bible into uh, Tuchitl, I think, is the, the name of the language. Um, and his time, you know, in that interim between seminaries, or his time in the seminary, he's perfecting his farming skills, and he goes to Guatemala and, and improves the, the farming techniques of the people in that rural area. And it's just like, I know Mon, or, um, Father Mike Schmitz uh, a few years ago gave a homily on on. Blessed Stanley Rother, and he talked about the idea that God wastes nothing, right? I mean, just in this uh, 
Father Stan's time where he's probably sitting in the tractor thinking, God, what what do you want, right? I have this desire to be a priest, but I can't learn Latin, so I can't be a priest. And here I am, like, harvesting corn, and what's going on? But just the preparation that God was doing in um, in his life, it's just, uh, I just think it's a story that needs to be told, and it's the centerpiece of the mission that we do um, in Guatemala, so with the, the youth that I take down there. And uh, part of our time down there is is that uh, that service component, um, but uh, also the, a big part of that experience is a pilgrimage to Santiago de Atitlan and learning about his life and um, being inspired by his life because I think he's so ordinary and 99.9% of us are pretty ordinary, <laughs> you know? And just to see the, the extraordinary that God does in an ordinary farm kid's life is just incredible. It's just a, it gives such glory to who God is. Um, yeah, that's very inspiring, Bob. We just, you know, it's amazing when you listen to the different stories, um, you know, even the God's Child um, project that they do here, you you hear about the experience that, that, that the people and the children have that, you know, go and help with those things, as well as a lot of parents get involved. I don't know if parents get involved with your group or not. Yeah, my wife, it's funny, She the other day she said, you know, I think you should start an adult trip too, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of adults are yeah. asking, you know, and so it's like, I'm, you know, today in the gospel is come and see, you know, and I think that's been a, a big part of that ministry is the come and see part of it. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we are, we are coming up on a break here and we just, um, you know, I, I would just like to give a shout out to um, the Real Presence Radio um, donors this past year. Um, without them, we would not be on the air. We had a wonderful year end appeal um, that so many people came through for us. And so we are truly grateful for all of you. Um, we hope you're listening today so that you get your thank you. And um, we just, um, we, we know the importance of, of people tuning in and um, people supporting us. So thank you. Um, we are going to take a quick break here and we will be back with Bob Knoll speaking with us um, on a wonderful project. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. We appreciate all the support our eye care clinic has received over the past year. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, vision therapy services, contact lenses, and glasses. Lumen Vision is located across the street from Saints Anne and Joachim Parish in South Fargo. We accept a variety of vision and medical insurance plans. To schedule an appointment online, our website is www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. 
Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners, and thank you again. Before we went to break, Karen Zelensky, my co host, uh, thanked all of you for tuning in, and I want to double that thanks, uh, not just for this morning's uh, time, but really for the past year of 2022, and as we celebrated a new calendar year, not a new liturgical year, but a new calendar year just a few days ago. Uh, it's great that we can host so early on in the season, Karen, and it's good to be yes. with you. Thank you. Uh, Father Hochalter here, parochial vicar at the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck, which is where our location, our studio today is here in the parish center of St. Anne's. So thank you to Father Sattler and to the staff here at St. Anne's in Bismarck. We are speaking with, uh, we're, we're privileged to be with Bob Noel, who works for the Diocese of Crookston. Bob, if you could uh, shortly again, say your title and wh what you do for the Diocese of Crookston, Minnesota. So my title is Formator for Discipleship, and I work mostly with youth ministry, but also um, adult ministry, um, and also I work in the, or I'm the point person for the Eucharistic Revival, and just have a lot of other um, roles under my umbrella. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're not bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bob, thanks again. You, uh, we, Karen and I spoke to you earlier in the segment about the youth leadership program which has a, a significant component of traveling to Central America, um, I think primarily Guatemala, mm -hmm. in uh, the formation of their hearts and minds uh, in service of the church. And um, this leadership program, as I understand it, has three phases to it. Mm -hmm. Can you teach us, uh, you're a teacher, can you teach us uh, with these phases, what they are, and in, in, in short, kind of without giving us a whole book, but maybe just kind of a... Sure. Uh, a chapter preview of, of what the phases look like? Yeah, so the first phase um, is the formation phase, and so it's like an immersion in Catholic social teaching, and so it's gathering the youth and the, the adults on the team and really exploring the why. You know, why even go to a place like uh, Guatemala to um, in response to the gospel? And the second phase then is the actual experience that we have down there, and the third phase is um, a project. And so you know, kind of that reverse mission type concept where the hope is that youth will be enlightened, informed, have an encounter, and then be able to come back and share that with their parish or their school or their diocese or, you know, however the Spirit is leading them. And so with that phase, then um, what I do is provide mentorship through that phase. 
And, you know, the hope is then that this will really allow young people to to take a, a, a one big step in leadership in their parish or leadership in their diocese um, to uh, just becoming more engaged with the mission of the church. And um, so, yeah, in a nutshell, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Bob, thanks for that. I, I often wonder... Uh, you know, in, in the, your first phrase, that initial phrase of education, of connecting the why to what we're doing, right? The why mm-hmm. to the what. Uh, to give us your insights, I think, uh, especially for those that are involved in education, uh, those that are involved in youth ministry, uh, from my experience, they're always looking for, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a difficult vineyard in the church, right? Mm-hmm. It's just you're working with uh, uh, 12 to 18-year-olds and... and um, T- tell us a little bit about your experience in terms of how that sits with them and and your experience in in them learning that this is the 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 why to the what and it can be done in your own backyard mm-hmm. you know uh, that that serving our lord and friendship with him is absolutely essential and from that friendship grows you know it's it's a, a relationship that that moves into our identity and 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 uh, tell us a little bit about that you know, in your experience, to separate, you know, the, the kids that just want to become world travelers. Right. <laughs> so they'll jump on a plane anywhere insofar as it's on a plane. Yeah. Um, and, and them really having a, a missionary heart, you know, to be a disciple of the Lord and then potentially work in, in missionary activity in the church. Yeah, well, I think at the center of it is the Eucharist and the understanding that... Um, you know, the very Eucharist that we receive that, you know, uh, should transform our hearts and inspire us to bring that Eucharist to the world, to the every corner of the world. Um, not just the easy corners, but the, the more difficult corners of society where the Eucharist, where people are starving, um, sometimes literally, but also everyone's starving for the Eucharist, we just don't know it, you know? And, um, and so that's like at the center of the program is, uh, how is the Eucharist transforming you? And how are we, um, opening ourselves up to the Holy Spirit? And, um, you know, I just, I believe that we have, we all have these holy sparks in us and the world and the culture is constantly trying to douse them and, um, you know, snuff it out. And, um, but what God is wanting to do is just the you know hoping we open up our hearts that the holy spirit can really fan that flame um because i think you know through that spark we we find when that's ignited we find our direction we find our vocation we understand and explore charisms that we didn't even know were you know so deep within us and um and we live a more joyful eucharistic life and so that like is at the center of it uh, Bob, do you, is that then incorporated into your trips down there? You must have a, a contact down there. Do you, do you bring with you a chaplain for the trip so that the, uh, to your point, right, that the, 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 the active foundation of these trips is the sacramental life of the church? Yeah, because I've taken, I've taken trips before where it's, you know, early on it was like, oh, this is a trip, and you really got that feeling like that some didn't really get it, you know. And, right, right. Um, since when we started this program, that was, I mean, number one, you know, was taking uh, these trips 
with a, a spiritual director. And so, yeah, there's always a priest that will come with. Um, That's fantastic. And we stay at a, we stayed at a convent that was, um, actually it was a, like 400 and some years ago, it was a um, hospital that was started by St. Um, Peter Betancourt. And, um, and now it's a, it's a convent that serves as like a, um, almost like a hostel type, or what do you call it? Sorry, like a, well, it's a, a retreat center. And okay. they have a beautiful chapel. Uh, and so, yeah, we, each day we'll have mass and adoration and like just everything we do there. That's a big part of the formation is connected to the Eucharist. It's because it's like, this is, why we do this is because of the Eucharist, because of the great gift, because of the great sacrifice um, that our, our Lord and Savior, <laughs> you know, laid down his life for us. So, um, yeah, that's central. That's, you know, it's it's amazing to listen to those, um, you know, testimonials to stories, whatever, um, just because I think people don't realize what you get out of a trip like that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the inspiration is just um, so rewarding. So where can people find out more information about this? Is Do you have a website or how do they um, get connected with it? Yeah, so I'm actually... Um so at the crookston.org, right? I'm actually in the process of, uh, because we're just kicking off our new program of um, getting the materials onto the new webpage for it. And so right now, if you go there, it'll be like, oh, that's what they did, you know, three years ago. <laughs> uh, but um, I'll, I'll have that up and running soon. The way I'm doing it now is so youth ministers, pastors can nominate uh a youth because I can only take max 28 youth. And so uh, youth are nominated. They have to be a sophomore, junior, senior in high school currently. Uh, and then they apply and we go through the applications and choose a team. Uh, and sometimes youth just aren't ready for it. And, and that's okay because the hope, it's not like a rejection, but like, hey, like maybe next year, you know, you'll be more ready for it. And um, Bob, what are the ages of, of eligibility? Is it only in the high school years of freshman to senior? Is it an actual age, numerical age? What is the... Uh... Yeah, right now, the way we have it is you have to currently be a sophomore, junior, and senior in high school. And part of it is even like it fits kind of programmatically into... Um, we run two camps in the summer. One is for seven middle schoolers. It's called the St. John Paul II uh, Leadership and Discipleship Camp. And then we run... Freshman and sophomore, it's an introduction to um, that service piece of Catholic social teaching, with the, which is the St. Teresa of Calcutta camp. And so, like, the hope is then that those can build youth up, you know, to be ready for an experience like this. However, not everyone that goes, you know, has been to those camps, but we've, we've at least sequenced it that way to, because um, enough do, like, where they'll be like, hey, I went to this camp. I learned about what it means to be a disciple. Mm -hmm. Second camp, I'm learning about what it means to, um, you know, to, to bring Jesus into the world uh, locally. And then Padre Plas is um, taking that, that the next step and going on an international mission. Bob, Bob when is, the, I don't know if you said this right away, when is the actual trip? Uh, this summer, it'll be July 
<clears throat> excuse me, July sixteenth to the twenty fourth in the month of July. That's nice. It seems like yeah. that can be kind of a um, unopened time for students. You know, whether they have jobs or they're participating in right. different. Um, <clears throat> you know, whether it is of the fine arts or athletics or different. Um, you know, camps they go to that that would be a break maybe, and before school starts again in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners, Bob, about um, about your program? You know, just uh, I, if I could ask this, like this would be huge. Um, just knowing, like anyone listening right now, knowing that we've got this coming up, if you could include that on your prayer list um, mm-hmm. to, you know, that those that are going to be taking part in it, um, that their hearts would, you know, start being prepared now for an openness to the experience that they're going to have for the graces that you know, God intends to, the seeds he intends to plant in their hearts during um, that time there. And so that it would be a really formative experience for the youth and for um, the team. So that would be huge. Like if, if anyone listening would uh, keep us in mind for, uh, and pray for us. Bob Noel, you got it. That, and that, that's a great request on this, on this radio show because we have a lot of people that tune in mm-hmm. that are, are eager to pray on behalf of others and to intercede uh, if we want to call them prayer warriors so your request uh, fits well. And I uh, thank you again for your time, you know, as we begin the new year and uh, celebrate the Christmas season. Our prayers are with you, the Diocese of Crookston, and your youth leadership program. You have a great day, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. When we return, we will be speaking with Gerald Vetter, the president of the Light of Christ Catholic School System, and uh, many of their successful efforts of the past year and what they look forward to in the year 2023. Uh, we'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 